a special program in living color on NBC. This is Rudolph. No, not the plush toy animated Rudolph. The real Rudolph. Let me tell you, you have to be a tough customer to succeed as a flying reindeer. You try pulling a sleigh across the frozen tundras of Finland when it's 10 degrees below zero, let alone getting airborne with it. We don't have time to hang out with crazy prospectors or elf dentists trying to find ourselves. We bust our reindeer butts to get Santa to all those houses on Christmas. So it's nice to take a little break each year and listen to the Spud Goodman Christmas special. Everyone in the stable is listening, so here's Accordion Joe. In a one hour sleigh, oh, giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet, jingle around the clock. Mix in the jingle in a jingle in time. That's the jingle bell, that's the jingle bell, that's the jingle bell rock. It's the Spud Goodman Show, and here he is, Mr. Yuletide himself, Spud Goodman! Greetings, and our Ola. I am Spud Goodman. <laughs> the Spud Man. <laughs> Merry Christmas. There, I said it. Take that, Fox News. Yes, liberals can still say that in public. Christmas! Ha! Bah humbug! We appreciate all of you joining us for our annual gala holiday special. You know, we're kind of supposed to do this type of show at this time of the year, but on this one, I'm, I'm trying to be more positive and, and not let the downside that can make many truly dislike Christmas, you know, even with all the, the neat stuff we all enjoy, like presents and very tasty food. Yes! Because, you know, in the last few years, I've let the pressure and the obligations that come with Christmas and, you know, New Year's celebrations get to me. And, and I've just wanted the calendar to move quickly to, say, the middle of January. Well, not this year, okay? I'm, I'm all in right now. Well, you know, I'm not going to go out in my neighborhood and do the caroling thing, but I will be putting up my fake tree. It's been in storage for the last five or six Christmases. Uh, probably going to have to use some duct tape to hold it together. But it's going up in my apartment. So with my holiday resolution of positivity here, it's, it's public, it's out there, let me introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Merry Christmas, and can you give us a holiday guffaw? Um, a holiday guffaw? Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, how's this? Well, I hadn't planned on a special laugh for this time of year. Oh, I, I, I guess I should have. It was okay. I mean, uh, no problem with that guffaw will do, okay? Okay, okay. And now I'm supposed to introduce our show's temporary co-host, Gerald Holcomb. 
It's the holiday season. My present to you is I'm giving you 20 full seconds to express yourself. Go ahead. I'm using the timer app here on my phone. Oh, really? Go. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, well, uh, Merry Christmas to you, Spud. And, uh, by the way, it's temporary permanent co-host, and I, I don't want to publicly correct you on this gala special, but it's incumbent on me to do so. So, uh, anyway, I have a full 20 seconds. Wow. Uh, um, okay, I guess I guess the first thing I should do is give a shout-out to my beautiful wife, Rachel. Uh, honey, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Uh, can you believe he gave me 20 seconds? Um Oh, and I need to say hello to everybody. You know, everybody. You, would, you would think that you would have used your time wisely. Well, I had, I'm somewhat surprised. Uh, you know, maybe your Christmas spirit got the better of you. I don't know, but oh, well. And, excuse and now excuse, excuse to, me, Spud, but I believe I was shortchanged. The timer on my watch was at 16 seconds when you cut me off. Yeah, I, I don't want to make a fuss on this holiday special, but I do have four seconds rightfully well, due. Well, uh, you know, I think we're going to have to go then to arbitration to settle this one. Uh, uh, you know, there's a form that you can fill out on the station's HR department uh, website. But anyway, anyway, now I have to introduce our intern, Chance, who is supposed to be the most popular person on this show. Yeah, that's what I'm supposed to say. As it's Christmas, I will defer to the station's listener research. But for the record, color me a skeptic. Okay, Chance, the stage is yours. Please be brief. Merry Christmas, Dorothy. Thank you. And you too, Gerald. And Spud. I'm glad to hear you won't be so dark and negative on this Christmas. This'll be the first holiday meal I'll have with the Goodmans. My mom's letting me leave to go there right after we get done eating on Christmas Day. Really? So mm. I can be there at Dorothy's house in time for her dinner. I sure hope that your Uncle Steve doesn't bring his stupid ventriloquist dummy with him to dinner, though. He has a real Chucky kind of vibe. Well, why didn't you say so? Chance, if you are going to marry into my family, taking my aunt as your bride, you're, you're just going to have to get used to all the baggage you know some of us bring to the family gatherings. I Hell guess. yes, Uncle Steve is going to be bringing his comfort dummy, Jerry, with him to our Christmas dinner. Bumbles bounce! <laughs> just get used to it. You know, that they are lifelong partners. Oh, babe, there's nothing to worry about. Steve won't have Jerry at the dinner table. I'll ask him to put the dummy somewhere nearby. You know, I could go on a long rant about how you darn millennials are such babies, but it's Christmas, so let's move on here. <sighs> right now, I need to lead off the Christmas music with this tune. Uh, it's it's titled That's Family Christmas by a band from Portland, Oregon, the Double Clicks, off their album Some Christmas Songs. Here it is. holidays my family is perfect unlike others i'm not cross with my relations my family is different we are all civil we are all nice as long as we avoid unpleasant conversations we don't talk about the president don't talk about religion no one mentions taxes or the layout of the kitchen we don't bring up celebrities or funding for the arts and no one says a word about the press or foreign cars, and it's fine. That's family Christmas. Every single person is a winner, as long as we all stick to talking about dinner. We buy presents that are pleasant, 
like socks or hats or mittens, and nobody is catty but the kittens. But we never discuss Doctor Who or Etsy or divorce. No one asks our cousin just what happened to his horse. We don't debate the ethics of keeping cats in kennels. Don't say Polar Fleece or Elton John or Ryan Reynolds, and it's fine. That's family Christmas. Everything we make is just delicious. Even the babies like the pickled fishes. We agree to disagree, and we do it in good trust, as long as nothing remotely controversial is discussed. Like fruit or carbs or plastics or adhesives or Thanksgiving, or magazines like TV Guide or Martha Stewart Living. We don't suggest we play a game or go to purchase smoothies, and we avoid mentioning music, flavors, colors, books, or movies, and it's fine. That's family Christmas. holidays I love the celebration with my family it's just a nice vacation but when it comes to conversing all together we just hope that no one dares bring up the weather this is the Spud Goodman show Christmas special Okay, Spud, uh, Trevor saying your Uncle Steve wants to talk to you. Uh, he's holding on the line. Okay, Don't uh. let him on if he's going to let that dummy of his talk. Yeah. You'd think he'd give Jerry a different voice, but no. He sounds exactly the same. He's insane. Are there no prisons? I told you he's not a ventriloquist, okay? How many times have I said this? Uh... I'm not going to get into my uncle's mental health history, as that's between him and his therapist anyway. You know, uh, a lot of our listeners really enjoy hearing from him. I've read some of the emails. You know, j- just put him through. Uh, uh, uncle Steve, you're on the air, uh, and so watch what you have Jerry say, please. Oh, okay, but as you know, Jerry has a mind of his own. I instructed him on what is not okay to say on the air. You know... We would call you on your cell off the air, but you never pick up. Yeah, yeah, I always have it muted, sorry. Anyway, uh, so what's up? I only have a few seconds. Make it, yeah, just well, get into it. Well, this is your annual Christmas special, and right. as you know, we are always on it. Yeah. Did Jerry and I miss your invitation? Did you send uh, a text or email to us? Uh, well, you know, I, I thought since you're always on these holiday specials, it would be okay to like maybe skip just like this Christmas episode. The schedule is so jam-packed. So could you maybe sit this one out and we got to get going? You can't! I, I guess I would be okay with that. But Jerry here is pretty excited about sharing his new Christmas haiku. What's that? Oh, I, I know Jerry. I'm asking him now. Uh, you know, I would love to hear his holiday haiku, but uh, we have an exclusive arrangement with Poetry Man, a show regular, uh, that we book no other poets. He insisted on it. It's in writing. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I, too, am a poet who has written for many years uh, mostly love poems about my lovely wife, Rachel. That is messed up, yo. Uh, Spud, are you saying other poets are now allowed to share their work on the show? No, I'm not saying that at all. Well? That ban is still in effect, so you will never, ever read your love poems to your wife on this show. So, So Jerry is not happy about you 
banning his holiday haiku. He feels you're being quite unfair. Can we appeal this ruling? How long is the haiku? It's really short. Jerry, get ready. Go. Non-alcoholic rum balls are not better than no rum balls at all. Okay, thank you for that. Got to go. I'll see you at Christmas dinner. Bye. Okay. All right. Well, I hope you know I will be bringing this up, this breach of policy at our next staff meeting. Uh, I'm going to bring a sample of my poetry to share with our executive producer. Yeah. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. No matter how much you brown-nosed Lori, she'll never let you read poetry on this show. That would be a bridge too far even for her. Well, let's hope so. Hey, I have to play another Christmas tune. So here's a band from Brazil, Highway to Roses, and their cover of Jingle Bells. Somebody hit it. You're listening to the Spud Goodman Christmas Special. Spud, your first guest, Tom Everett Scott, is waiting to speak with you. Now, I understand Tom is an actor. Has he been in anything I might be aware of? Probably. I mean, he's been in a ton of network series and a Uh bunch of movies over the years. He has a Christmas uh, show uh, with Dolly Parton that we're going to go over. Ooh, Dolly Parton. Wow. You know... My wife and I have visited Dollywood. Uh, oh. we, we were traveling through Knoxville, the Knoxville area of Tennessee on our honeymoon. Uh, money was kind of tight back then, okay, so we okay, did a, yeah. a road trip through yeah. most of America. And, uh, it took us about three weeks How before we got story? around to Well, anyway, we got to the border of New York State, and that's when we felt we had seen enough. I mean, <laughs> that hellhole New York City had little appeal to us, you know. Uh, that was probably a good thing, as the yeah. people who work in like Times Square were spared some really stupid questions oh. by you. Uh, more stupid than the, the regular tourist questions, I'm sure. But just just put Tom through, please. Okay. Well, I, I don't know what you mean with your stupid questions remark, but uh, yeah, sure. Here here's Tom. Say hello to actor Tom Everett Scott. Thanks for coming on our show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so you have a Christmas movie now out, Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas, available for streaming on Peacock. Now, you co-star in it coincidentally with Dolly Parton. Can you give us the basics of the storyline? Sure, yeah. So in this movie, Dolly Parton 
wants to make a Christmas movie. And I play her longtime producing partner in real life, uh, Sam Haskell. And so together, Dolly and I put together like a cast and a crew and, and we make a, a musical movie for NBC. And it's, it's a great Christmas movie with lots of music, lots of songs, lots of duets with wonderful people. Um, like Willie Nelson and Miley Cyrus and uh, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Allen huh. and Zach Williams. It, it's just a star-studded musical for Christmas for this year. Oh, oh very cool. Um, you know, I'm always fascinated by the mental challenges doing Christmas projects in the middle of summer, or at least when it's like 75 degrees outside. Was it tough for you to get in the holiday mood on the set? Never a tough uh, situation for me because I love Christmas. Like, so if you, if the props department starts putting up trees, I get immediately into the environment as a feeling. Um, but, but doing winter and summer, that's challenging. Well, that's a good point too. I never thought of that. Yeah. I, I, I've over the years had, you know, guests that have done a lot of Christmas projects and I'm always fascinated because it seems like most of them are done in like July or so, but yeah, you flip it and yeah, that's a good point. All right. Um, Right, right. When you watch these Christmas movies and you see everybody in these, like, wool coats, but you can tell that the snow is fake, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Well, now that the holidays are actually here, and you mentioned that Christmas is a positive time of year for you, is there anything that's, like, your favorite thing about Christmas? Because I, I have a really long bitch list, that I'm trying, but I'm trying to be, like, way more positive this year. Oh, really? Um... So you're hoping that the Christmas uh, spirit will will take you know take hold of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been I've been known to be a little uh, down on the time of year. Because you know I, there's so many things like you know for things that just get on your nerves, like having to buy presents for people that you never intended to buy one for, but you know have to after they give you one, and you know that'd like be number one. But I, I don't want to go on this. But is what's your favorite part of Christmas? Well, like you know. Yeah, I, I hear you about that. Like, there's some stress involved. Yeah. And, and I hate waiting till the last minute to buy presents, you know, and then I'm running around. Yeah. But um, I do like to drive around and play Christmas music, you know, like that That kind of cheers me up. And me, but I also kind of like pretend that I'm like, you know, Bruce Willis and Die Hard and that like at any minute, t- you know, terrorists are going to come down and start shooting the place up. Oh, so yeah. Kinda cheers me up. Yeah. That's, yeah that's just, I'm, do you I, think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? I do. I do. But for me, how about you? Okay. Yeah, you like yeah, okay, all right. Spud. What? I have to jump in here and voice my strong dissent on whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That is almost sacrilegious. How could some action movie with Bruce Willis be in the same category as uh, Miracle on 34th Street or It's a Wonderful Life or A Charlie Brown Christmas? You and Tom are both sadly mistaken on this one. Hey, Tom, just a sec. For the record, A Charlie Brown Christmas was a TV show, uh, not a movie. And this is that's a very subjective question. It's a personal thing, you know? Yeah, but the the next thing you know, you're going to say something like that uh, Christmas vacation with a very unfunny and very crude Chevy Chase is a classic holiday movie. What is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, that would be like number two or three for me. Uh, it varies from year to year, actually. You know, uh, there's there's a new holiday movie out. Uh, I think it's called Violent Night. Uh, 
I get. I read that Santa really kicks ass in that one, and, and of course, uh, there is no one can go wrong. There is the classic uh, Silent Night, Violent Night. Uh, you know, it was made back I think in 1972, but it still holds up. Silent Night, Violent Night. Yeah. W- was there something really called that? W- like, was it one of those s- snuff movies? No, it played at the movie theater in a mall, you know, near where I grew up. Uh, you should check it out. It, you know, it's not, no not not with the kids, though, I have to say that. And it's, it's kind of hard to find these days, but well worth your time. Anyway, just zip it and let me get back to Tom. Okay, I have returned. Um, well, Tom, you grew up in Massachusetts and later graduated from Syracuse University. I read you changed your major to theater arts after starting off studying uh, communications. What prompted you to make that decision? And and by the way, it was a pretty good decision, you know? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. You know, when I first, um, when I first started out, uh, in, in East Bridgewater, Massachusetts, I, I was in all the school plays. But then um, I didn't think that telling my parents that I wanted to be an actor was, like, really, you know, going to be supported, which was silly because they, they've supported me in everything. I just didn't think it sounded like something people really did. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I got into communications because that sounded like a $5 word. It sounded like something, I don't know, academic. And right. I got there and I just didn't like my classes. But there was a there was a, a person who, in my dorm, this uh, this young lady who was really cute I, she, I was flirting with her and she was an actress and she said why don't you come down and see me in this play and I went down to the theater department at Syracuse University and I was like this is where I gotta be huh. and um, I never dated that girl but I did tra- uh, transfer into the drama department okay well looking at your career after starting out in television you got your first film role in Tom Hanks's uh, That Thing You Do which was a pretty big hit not a bad way to start out you played a drummer had you had any prior experience playing or had you been in a band I had never been in a band I was in the band like the band at school okay trumpet okay well hey and um Tom Hanks when he cast me, he asked me if I had any experience. I said I played trumpet. And so, you know, he was like, as long as you have, like, some sense of rhythm. And then they just gave me, like, a drum teacher. And yeah. I, I practiced for, like, two months before the, we started shooting. Huh. Well, you look like you, you know, I, I actually, re- I, I saw the movie again recently. You look like you, 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 been, you know, were a veteran drummer. But, hey, all right. Um, well, because I was, like, scared to death of looking fake. Like, I hate watching movies and seeing that that clearly that person does not know how to play that guitar. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure that it didn't look fake. Yeah, well, you pulled it off. Um, well, a- after returning to TV work, you've appeared in so many network series, too many to go over, but you did one that I found to be like uh, like must-see TV. I really enjoyed it. I'm Sorry, co-starring with Andrea Savage. I was bummed it never returned for season three. That show had a lot of bite to it. I liked it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was um, definitely uh, a funny show and uh, had a lot of like racy material, um, uh, which I think Andrea really enjoyed making me kind of like squirm. Like she would just do lots of, we did a lot of improv on that show and she would just throw in these things that she knew would just make me turn bright red. Uh, uh, But but that was kind of the relationship. And uh, uh, thank you. I'm glad you liked that show. Yeah, in the middle of COVID, we, we were shooting season three, but then it never got finished. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that 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 fate probably happened to a lot of shows. But um, okay, yeah. all right, all right. Well, as we're not that far away from the new year, uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions teed up, ready to go on New Year's Day? Oh man, well you know what? This year I tried uh, and it worked. I I stopped drinking and uh, you know for the whole year. But when a Christmas tree goes up in my house, I am going to to partake. Oh yeah, and so of course. It's like my cheat month. So this is my my thing, and I did it this year, and it was great. But we got a tree yesterday, so last night I had like you know a little boozy eggnog. Yeah. Well, what the heck, you know? Right. Anyway, all right. Well, let me close with my standard talk show host coast question. Uh, Tom Everett Scott, what has been your most memorable moment in the entertainment industry? Wow, uh, my most memorable or, moment? Yeah, or any, you know, you can toss anything out. Okay, well, uh, I will say since it just happened with Dolly Parton, um, you know, just working with her was, was fantastic. And, um, you know, so I would say that's like one of the most memorable things that's ever happened to me as an actor is working with Dolly Parton. Okay, all right. Well, let, let's end on that note then. Uh, let me remind everyone that you have a new movie out, Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas. It is available for streaming on Peacock. Thanks so much for checking in with us. All right, man. Thanks for having me. All right, Mr. Tom Everett Scott. You've just got time to mix yourself a fresh eggnog. The Spud Goodman Gala Christmas Spectacular returns after this brief intermission. Flash from Santa Claus land. Santa is loading up his sleigh. Flash from Santa Claus land. Santa will soon be on his way. With his bright red sleigh and his reindeer on the run, he will ride Christmas Eve with gifts for everyone. Flash, spread the news far and wide that Santa Claus is ready to ride. We now return to more seasonal Yuletide festivity on The Spud Goodman Show, Gala Christmas Special. Okay, we have to play another holiday song. So here's a tune from a band that hails from Asheville, North Carolina, Dude Babe. And here's their song, Spooky Christmas. we 
tuned in on Santa Claus. Here I am. I'm feeling fine because here's the season that's all mine. It's time for happiness and fun. Time for gifts for everyone. This is the Spud Goodman Show Christmas Special. You know, Spud, on a number of our prior Christmas specials, I have attempted to share a special Holcomb holiday memory. I have so many to choose from because we have such a rich history of memorable experiences from this time of year. Gold and silver! Silver and gold! I will make it brief. How brief? Uh, oh, well, uh, how much time can you give me? I'll make every effort Look, to Look, I just sure- have this gut feeling that... You'll get to, you know, get kind of carried away. And if I give you like 45 seconds, it'll turn into like a holiday filibuster. Well, uh, I'm really sorry. I know it's the holiday season, kind of, but uh, we just need uh, to move sp- along. Spud, Spud, it's Let's Christmas. No, no, it's Christmas. Don't be such a control freak. Let Gerald share so a I... Christmas memory. It won't kill you to let him speak. Okay, fine. You have a full 60 seconds. Go. Yo, really? Uh, okay. Um, uh, okay. I think I will go with the one about when we had a burglar break into our house. Uh, it was on Christmas Eve and we had all been out caroling in the neighborhood. Our daughter, Kelsey, first saw him in our downstairs bathroom. Um, she was uh, three or four, I think at the time. And Anyway, she asked if he was Santa Claus because he uh, he had a beard. And at first, my wife and I uh, panicked a little bit, but the burglar put us at ease right away and said he just really had to find a bathroom and, uh, you know, found that we forgot to lock our front door, which we do sometimes. But uh, anyway, he was very apologetic. Yeah. Uh, I hope you're about ready to wrap this up. Yeah, just about. Anyway, we ended up having a great conversation with this guy. I guess he was, uh, you know, a little down on his luck. He was an ex-stockbroker who had made some mistakes in his career and was fired, and then he later developed an alcohol problem. And I, I guess he did, uh, you know, a little time in prison. Uh, but I, I, seemed... oh, I hope he turned his life around, but, but we have to now play some more holiday you, Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, I later learned that he relapsed a week later on New Year's Eve. Okay. And he got arrested for urinating in public. Yeah. But, okay, the heartwarming part of the story is we invited him to our Holcomb family Christmas dinner okay. the following day. Razzleberry dressing. We had a wonderful time. And I think he had a great time, too. Okay, yeah, okay, that- okay, okay. 
I want to say something about Christmas right now. After Dorothy and I's wedding, I'm so looking forward to our first Christmas as man and wife. It's going to be so cool. Don't be so overly dramatic about it. Oh, really? I'm so looking forward to that experience too, sweetie. Uh, that's if your wedding comes off without you know, like someone doing the right thing and stopping it before the vows are fully exchanged. Spud. Our vows will be exchanged, and the marriage will be consummated. Yes! You don't know that for sure. I do, and regardless of the feelings of you and my mother, it will happen. She said to me how concerned she is that I'll not be at our family Christmas gatherings in the future. She thinks Dorothy and I will establish our own holiday routine, and that'll block me from going home. I told her it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, dear. You are free to attend any of your family's holiday get-togethers. I'll talk to your mother. Maybe that's not a good idea, Dorothy. I'll try to convince her that you'll not be brainwashing me to turn against her. Well, okay. Chance, you know, you only have one mother, and you should only have one wife, so, yeah, you really have a problem there on your hands. Yeah, I would worry more about your mother being pissed at you because, uh, take it from me, wives can be replaced, but moms are forever. I miss my mom every day, uh, you know. Not not any of my wives. Well, eh, maybe my last one, Sharon. She's still a Facebook friend. Um, I think it'd be actually... Dorothy, in the future, will we have our own holiday dinner on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Oh, whatever doesn't conflict with your parents' dinner. I'm flexible. I'll tell my mom, but I doubt she'll believe me. She has trust issues. Good to know, Chance. Right now, I have to play another holiday tune. This is from a Louisville, Kentucky band, the Sled Kennedys. Here is the true meaning of Christmas. Saved your money and bought me that iPad But Apple came out with a brand new iPad And I want that iPad Cause if I had that iPad I'd be happy all the time So you better get it for me Or I'll be sad without my pen My old iPad only has 8 gigs And it's filled to the brim With pictures of my cat And screenshots of Snapchat And YouTube rips of rap If I had that iPad I'd be happy all the time So you better get it for me be sound without my pad. Every gift that I see underneath the tree seems too small to be the iPad of my dreams. I want it so bad, that iPad. If I had that iPad, I'd be happy all the time. So you better 
You're listening to the Spud Goodman Christmas Special. Spud, the yeah. control booth is saying Lawrence, our old public sector food critic, is holding on the line to speak with you. L- Lawrence is calling into the show, like, right now? Man, man, I've been trying to get a hold of him for months. He, he changed his number, man, and, and hasn't responded to my emails either. Put, put him through. L- Lawrence, are, are you on the line? Yeah, yeah, I'm on the line here. You know, I was listening to your Christmas special. I thought I would call in, you know, wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Huh, thanks. And, and to see if I could uh, maybe borrow 75 bucks or so. You know, I'm running a little short on cash right now. I got to buy some presents for relatives and all. Now, here's the deal. 75 bucks. Uh, yeah, sure, I guess. You know, hey, where the hell did Not you good. go? You, you just disappeared. You stopped doing your public sector food critic reviews for the show with no warning. Our executive producer, Lori, said you, you must have been kidnapped or something. We really missed you. No, no, no. I wasn't kidnapped. No, no, no. At first, I just kind of sort of quiet quitted, and then I just totally quit. Uh. Yeah, I guess I should have told you guys that I just wasn't feeling it anymore. You know, getting on those Greyhound buses to, you know, who knows where each week to, to find my reviews. Man, you know, look, most public sector facilities, they serve garbage food. Yeah. It really was, you know, starting to affect my irritable bowel syndrome. Ooh, yeah. Oh, you suffer from that too, Lawrence? You know, we should exchange our uh, current contact info so we can offer support to each other. Gross. Uh, nah, I'm good. That's all right. You know, I, I have my IBS under control. Oh, now good. that I'm not eating the prisons and national park concession stands, especially state college cafeterias, oh, man, that, those are rough. You know, I find Christmas food to be a little irritating to my digestive system, too. But, you know, it's all about moderation and all. With Razzleberry yeah, but no one displays moderation at this time of the year, so just just keep on top of it. Okay, I will. Yeah, I, I will too, Spud. Yeah. Uh, so, Lawrence, we need to meet and, and like catch up. It's been way too long. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'll text you my new cell number. But in the meantime, can you bring the, the seventy-five bucks with you? Uh, seventy-five. Yeah. Okay. I get. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, see you soon. Take it easy. All right, I will right on that. And don't forget the 75 bucks. Okay, okay, I won't. Spud, I appreciate you going along with my recommendation to book our next guest, Tanya Nayak, from the HGTV Network. Yeah. As you know, our executive producer also felt she would be a great guest. And, I mean, I know I can't ask her any questions per your rules here on the show, but... Yes, you, could I, well, no, you, I mean, no, you can't. Listen, listen. Could I suggest a few for you to ask her? Uh, that would be a hard no. Why? I did my research on Tanya, and, and I have my own questions I'm going to ask her. <sighs> yes, I am not that familiar with the HGTV network, but See? I do know they have a lot of popular shows on there. That I'm yeah. pretty sure of. Well, she is now hosting a Christmas show that is a holiday lights competition. And you know how much effort I put into decorating my yard each year. I, I can't tell you how many light bulbs we have up in our yard right now. I'm I, Honestly, I'm really dreading reading the electric bill at the end of the month. But, hey, it's Christmas, right? It's what we do. Uh, I guess, but I, I just don't get what causes grown adults, you know, mostly males, of course, to, to make their yards into something that can be seen from deep space. Well, 
that is a very intimate issue and it varies from person to person for me there will never be too many lights displayed in my yard yeah, it, it I, gives I me it. great joy okay whatever anyway just put tanya through please yeah you got it here she is Please say hello to HGTV network personality, Tanya Nayak. Uh, thanks for checking in with us. Hey, Spud. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good. So you're hosting the ABC series, The Great Christmas Light Fight, airing Mondays in December at 8 p.m. 7 Central. I take it this is a serious competition where people go at it. Is it a win at any cost kind of deal, or is it pretty mellow where no one really cares who wins? <laughs> There is a reason why it's called Light Fight. I mean, people go hardcore with their Christmas lights. Oh. Um, but, you know, this is our 10th season now, so there's obviously something to it. People just love it, and it just keeps going and going, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger every year or so. Wow. I love it. Yeah, well, my co-host Gerald is really into your show. He He's one of those seriously competitive guys, you know, at this time of year. And, and his, <laughs> yeah, in his neighborhood, he cannot stand someone else having more holiday bling than him in, fr- you know, in his front yard. Where do you see this going in a few decades from now? Maybe some dude blowing out the electrical grid and shaming others on his block? Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't be surprised. It's, it's wild because... Not only in the 10 years, like this being the 10th anniversary of the show, have I seen so much change, but with technology, that quite literally could happen. But you know what I mean? It's like people are just getting wilder and bigger and like the um, availability of tools and digital and LED, like all of these things are making it a lot more interesting, let's say. Yeah, this is probably a, uh, a situation that's only in America, because I, I I can see why it's going really big. I, yeah, but Well, let, let me ask you this. Let's flip this around to you. How, how about you? Do you go all out and try to put on a show for others at Christmas in your, at your house? That's a good question. We are filming pretty much right up until Christmas. So I'll tell you, Carter and I definitely get our fill of lights from all the displays that we see while we film. And by the time we get home, I mean, I am lucky. This year, I did get my Christmas tree up. I was really proud of myself at Thanksgiving. Um, but a lot of times, we get home, and we are just beat up, and it's hard. <laughs> it's hard for us to do it. Okay, all right. That's for the record. Um, well, are, yeah. are there some areas in this country where this is really big and somewhere where it's just not a thing? I was wondering if there are regional differences, like, say, in this, like the south versus the northeastern or northwest area where we are? You would think, right? You would think maybe in the South, you know, Texas tends to say, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. And trust me, I've seen some of the actually biggest displays I've ever seen in, in Texas. And but i got to tell you, like, just to paint a picture for you, if you're not someone who's seen this show before, what we look at is, is light beyond your wildest imagination. Like, in the, the last 10 seasons, we've had a collective amount of over 50 million lights that we've looked at in if you can, I don't even know if you can wrap your head around how many lights that is, but I'm always surprised to see that we could be in Staten Island, New York on a small property and they can have just as wild and big of a display. It's all like designing up, you know, it doesn't have to be the lawn, but it goes up on the house and onto the roof and people build stuff that goes off of their roof. So it just gets bigger and bigger. Hmm. Are, are there ever like themes? Uh, are, and also, are, are there, has there ever been a situation where uh, the uh, the display has been a little inappropriate? <laughs> I don't know about inappropriate. I mean, it's definitely a family show. So we have, a, we just, 
see people with the biggest passion and the biggest hearts for what they do. I mean, and let's not forget, there is some prize money here involved as well. So on every episode, we look at four houses. And each four of the houses, they're in different parts of the country. They're all completely and utterly different. One could be a light show. Another could be a nostalgic display. One could be very Disney-oriented. But in the last 10 years, we've given away... $2.95 Two point nine five million dollars uh-huh. in uh-huh. cash prizes. Wow! So uh, so far, no adult theme uh, dis- displays, and that's okay. That's just just no, no, not, not yet. Although that would be interesting, but nope, not yet. Okay, <laughs> all right. Oh, I-, I have to jump in here, Spud. Really? Yeah. Well, an adult themed light display. What is wrong with you? That was an inappropriate question, especially now at Christmas. What kind of demented soul in any neighborhood would do such a thing? Uh, Tanya, I, I need a brief moment here. It just crossed my mind, okay? Yeah. I, like, if some guy, you know, made the most amazing display with Christmas lights, and let's say it was a bit racy. Uh, you know, maybe just like a tribute to the film Boogie Nights, okay? You know, with the soundtrack, which I play all the time, by the way, because it's awesome. Uh, you know, it's like it's totally blasting in the front yard. And now that would be a pretty impressive display. And I, I was wondering if something, you know, that was so cool that even ABC, yeah, yeah, owned by Disney, you know, would have to put it on the air. Okay. Boogie Nights? I mean, yeah. you, you've mentioned that great movie, movie on the show. Great movie. Yeah, well, you've mentioned it several times. Yeah, But, you I know, it. I'm still not familiar with it, Spud. What? Can you hear me? Listen, Christmas lights displays are not to be used to celebrate adult movies. My goodness. I should not have to remind you of this. It's a sacred time of the year. Okay, okay, geez. Yeah. I mean, Boogie Nights was not a porno or anything. It it was a movie about the porno business back in the day. That's just... Anyway, uh, just let me get back to Tanya and finish up this interview. All right, uh, I am back, and sorry about that. That's better. Well, your network, HGTV, is really popular these days. There are a ton of hit shows there, ratings-wise, from what I read. The, The Tear It Down and Build It Back Up shows really seem to be big. Off the record, are there yeah. any times where a teardown and rebuild went wrong and off the rails where everyone just gave up and moved on to another project? I've only seen the happy ending yeah. houses. <laughs> oh, I'm, like, listen, off the record and on the record, it happens all the time. But our goal is to make sure at the end of the day you get a, a nice reveal. But the actual process of it, I mean, you name it, it all goes wrong all the time. <laughs> we just figure it out. Okay, so there have been money pits where they just kind of thrown it through in the towel and just moved. Okay, I just I was just curious about that. All right, um, well, you're you're. Although, believe me, there are some shows out there that do. I think that do really showcase that, but. I haven't been out of here those times. Okay, all right. Well, you're a regular guest on Rachel Ray's show where, where they do cooking segments. Uh, do, I was always right. I was wondering, does does everyone on that episode that, that they appear on uh, that day get to take home leftovers with them in like Tupperware containers? Because that would attract a lot of guests. Oh, it's the best. She's the best. So what happens is all the food that she cooks for camera and for the audience, it'll go back to like the back room area and all the, the crew and any guests that's there that day are allowed to go help themselves to have some food. That's one of my favorite parts of the, the gig. <laughs> oh, all right. So people do get to do takeout and stuff. I, I was just, I was curious. Yeah. All right. Well, let me, let me close with this. Uh, this, you know, Tanya, this, uh, this is my like 
I don't know. I always try to ask people their most memorable moment and that kind of stuff. But in this case, well, I was going to ask you, what is your favorite thing about Christmas? And if, if you don't have anything, it's okay. So I'm trying to come up with something myself right now because in the past I've been a bit Christmas averse, but I'm just trying to change this, you know, things this year and be more positive. What's your most favorite thing about yeah. Christmas? You know, see, for you, you have, you're saying you have trouble, but I have trouble picking just one. I mean, obviously, I've been posting the Great Christmas Light Fight on ABC now for, we're on our 10th season. Wow. I know I've mentioned that, but it's a pretty big thing when you see a TV show that's on for that long. And yes. I don't know, I just love that holiday spirit. I love how people just get happy hanging out or doing dinners together. You know, it's not about the presents, it's just about chilling, hanging, being with your family and friends and the people you love. and. After the last few years, we haven't been able to really do that. So I think this year is going to be really special. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a very good point. Okay, well, let, let's end it on that note, on an up note. Um, uh, well, let me say again, okay. you're hosting the ABC series, the, the Great Christmas Light Fight, airing Mondays in December at 8 p.m. 7 Central on ABC. Yes, ABC. So thank you so very much for taking the time to visit with us. Thank you, and uh, Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Ms. Tanya Nayak. <laughs> You're tuned in on Santa Claus. You know, you boys and girls have been especially good lately. Is it because Christmas is so near? <laughs> this is the Spud Goodman Show Christmas Special. All right, this last holiday tune is by a musician from the state of Mississippi, Frazier Rydell. This one is off his album 2020 Christmas Songs Plus, and it's titled Blue Punk Christmas. Here it is.
My, how time flies. So I think I've maxed out on Christmas music after doing this holiday special. You know, one of those tunes by that middle school band is unfortunately seared into the inner cortex of my brain. Maybe increasing my intake of holiday beer will offset that. I drank beer with my friends. I liked beer. I still like beer. Oh, hey, Spud, as I've told you, I love Christmas music. Yeah, well, most of it. Not not so much what you choose to play on this show's holiday special each year, but no, I, I'm talking about those old holiday standards like White Christmas. And it only makes common sense. What a great song. Why does it not surprise me that White Christmas is your favorite? Isn't that the mandatory MAGA holiday tune for all of you Trumpies? I don't want to live in a country that looks nothing like the country I grew up in. Is that bigoted? Yes, Gerald, it's an okay song, but a little too MAGA these days. Oh, nonsense, Mrs. Jarvitz. Just because the greatest president in our country's history, Donald J. Trump, has said that <sighs> this is his favorite Christmas song, too? It, uh, listen, it had no influence on my decision. I almost went with Silent Night uh, or Oh Little Town of Bethlehem, another great song. But, you know, White Christmas is just too good of a song. It's an obvious choice. What's with you, Joha? Whatever. And Dorothy, do you think you could make a batch of Rice Krispie treats for Christmas dinner? You know how much I love my mom's Rice Krispie treats. Snap, Rice Krispies. I could do that. Chance isn't fond of Rice Krispie treats. But really? Sure, sure. No problem. If you make Rice Krispie treats, Dorothy, that won't impact you making me that big batch of snickerdoodles, will it? No. If so, then I might have to put my foot down on Spud's request. Rice Krispie treats are horrible. Uh, get back to me when you've developed refined taste buds. <laughs> sure. Uh, let me tell you, snickerdoodles suck. It's <laughs> jack what you're saying. Yo, uh, you know, I have to jump in here and defend snickerdoodles, Spud. I, I really, I don't like to take sides when you get into it with chance, but on this one, he has it right. Wow. Nothing, nothing beats a warm snickerdoodle right out of the yeah. oven. Uh, my wife makes them quite often. Uh, yeah, let, let's just agree to disagree as it's Christmas. Yeah. Well, thanks, Gerald, but uh, yeah. Trevor's saying we have a caller holding to speak with you, Spud. He's not a celebrity or anything, so do you want to take it? Yeah, well, I'm well aware that we have to take at least one call from our listeners each episode. You've all read the memos, so yeah, yeah. Caller, uh, uh, you're on the air. Are you there? Uh, okay, great. Do you recognize my voice? I mean, I've called it so many times, I should be considered a, a, like a regular something no, on the show. I don't recognize your voice. Okay, well, uh, I just wanted to say what Christmas means to me. Many single men would agree it's the worst time of the year, by a mile. I mean, is it really a surprise that alcohol and pot sales are through the roof this time of year? Everywhere you go, all you hear is, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Peace be with you. That's garbage. It's almost impossible for us single guys who want nothing to do with Christmas to avoid all the crap that comes with this time of year. Wow. Uh, ca caller, you seem rather angry and maybe depressed a bit. Uh, don't you have any family members around you can share in the holiday spirit with? Me? Yeah, sure. I got three kids and two ex-wives in the area, but they aren't interested in spending time with me. They huh. call me too negative. They tell me I'm a downer to have around at holiday gatherings. My point here is this. 
people need to take the whole Christmas vibe down a bit so those of us who are sitting it out can do so without losing our freaking minds. It's Christmas wall-to-wall all day long right now. I hate toys. Caller, maybe you should try and change your attitude with your loved ones. Maybe try and be more positive and not such a downer. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to pull this off myself right now. It's not easy. I'm not going to lie. You're worth more dead than you are alive. Well, caller, I do kind of recognize your voice from other shows like NASCAR or something. Anyway, you've called in like a lot, and I don't like you. Your family made a good call. Good call, yo. You know, you know uh, I was hoping to get a little support here. Maybe have the Spud Goodman show put out the word that for guys like me, it would sure be nice if others were more respectful of those who were, were just not into this whole Christmassy thing. It would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, we, we really can't help you out on that one. Uh, this Christmas special is about over right now, so I'm going to have to let you go. Uh, and maybe not call in again for a while. Jeez. You know, give others a chance to get on the air, too. Anyway, got to go. Bye. Okay, well, I'm supposed to sign off now, so I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas, and Happy Hanukkah to everyone. Um, yeah, Merry Christmas to all our listeners. And, oh, yeah, I, I hope everyone has a safe and sane holiday season. You know, we can get through this, people. With Razzleberry dressing. Later. The Spud Goodman Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Engineered by Trevor Jastad and recorded at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Associate producer, TJ Pites. Video director, Jason W. Young of Random Whispers Studios. Production assistants, Brian Martin and Chance Morrison. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent, Rob McGee, David Deer, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2022, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.